Hello everybody and welcome to episode 39 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me today we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. We are back after having a uh, one week of a break because me and Javier were together in uh, uh, his home in Barcelona to uh, test for the RC. Has been an amazing week. I got to hang out with Javier for about one week straight, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But you know, like let's say the biggest takeaway we have is like we both gained some weight. That's uh, something every time we are spending time together happens. Do you think they will? Yeah. Do you think that will ever change? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I would say we went. Uh, we, we had a lot of uh, quality time in various restaurants between Bologna and uh, Barcelona. Yeah, it's like something we. I try to give Mengo an exchange because whenever we go to Italy, he takes me to like excellent places. So when he came to my place for this week, I just try to once again to to give him the best. You know, the, the best place my area has to offer. So I, I yeah, we went on like them. premium restaurants in a row of like on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which is kind of weird. But who who do, who yeah. do you think uh, is ahead? Like who brought the other person to better restaurants? So did Javier do a better job bringing Mango to good restaurants in Spain, or did uh, Mango do a better job bringing Javier to restaurants in Italy? Okay, Mango answers first. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, in the places in um, the places I've been in, in in Barcelona, they were very cool. I, I want to say, like, they were not regular places that uh, I think a tourist would find. Uh, you didn't answer the, the question for, for, for for yours in Italy. I, I can mean, already feel you're not say. answering the question. It's incredible. Okay, I can answer I, the question. I can answer the question. I think Mango won there. Like, I think the places I took Mango to are sick. I think one of them is like extremely good. But I think the Bologna place is just like, I, I, honestly, it might just be my best restaurant, like my favorite restaurant right now, like ever. Wow. Like, so I think he won there. That means that <laughs> means I like you my, my places. You I both like agree that me. Mango did better because Javier said Mango did better, and then Mango refused to answer the question, which means that he thinks he did better. So, all right, it's good. I needed to know. And the listeners probably <laughs> yeah, wanted probably. to know as well. We, we declare we declare Mango winner in the. In eating contest, I don't know. I think both were. I mean, obviously different. Like whenever you go to different places, it's like better for you. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I think we had a very good uh, eating. I want. I want to <laughs> say that it was way more healthy my time in in Barcelona though, because we always had like huge lunch. So at around like four p.m., you know, we would be over, <laughs> and then I wouldn't be eating until the next day. Whereas in Bologna, it was always awkward because we just had like huge dinners. And that's not very healthy overall. So I yeah, would say that, that's true. Okay, I yeah. think that's actually yeah. I think that actually made a difference. Like obviously, it's not exactly great to. I mean, for a lot of people, you're listening to us are like from places that are not Spain. We tend to eat quite late, so our lunches were like from two and a half to four or something like this. And that's not great for if you're gonna dinner at seven. But here we dinner very late, and if we have like this huge lunch we don't dinner much so that's what we did most days so that actually i think i won the you know if we want to say like yeah. which part of the week was healthier i think that mine was way healthier so at least i'm gonna yeah, score that one <laughs> yeah you know that like i return home and i don't feel like i gained uh, 
that much weight. You know, my my girlfriend and family also didn't feel that much. So I would say that overall, the <laughs> it was okay. The fact that we only had one meal, even if it was like huge and and excellent, it was it was okay. I'm pretty sure we got more weight in Italy. Yeah. Also, in uh, after Barcelona, of course, on Friday, I went to uh, Athens, which wasn't actually Athens. It was huh? like. No, I mean, it was in Greece and the airport is Athens, but it's like very far. And our hotel was very near to the convention center, which was also very far from Athens. It was like one hour to go to Athens, basically. Oh, wow. And we just didn't go uh, at the end. I was just very lazy. Ah. Also, I was coming from like a two weeks uh, traveling. We just had like a very good hotel with a swimming pool and a restaurant. We just kind of like lazied our way in the restaurant, me, Pivo, and uh, Makuto. <laughs> There's so much to see in Greece, though. There is, though. I know, also I know, I know. <laughs> I know, but, like, you know, when you travel so much, you feel like, I uh, just, I just want to relax. And just, yeah, I don't know. I, I can it's not great. You. I can feel you, Mango. It's, I, I can feel it's, that. It's not great. Yeah, like, sometimes you travel enough that you're, like, I just want to be, like, here chilling and just, you know, enjoy the time, yeah. swimming. With yeah, especially, time. like, after staying at the tournament until, like, I don't know, 7 or 8, and the next day you have to wake up again at 7 to go to the tournament and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's great. It's like the best know. thing. I mean, I mean, for you, you guys don't know. Anthony just pretty much doesn't sleep. Like I have, st I have traveled with Anthony. Like I don't know, at least five times, ten times, or whatever. I don't know how many times we have traveled together. I have never quite a lot yet see him sleeping, not even once. So he could be like a vampire, as far as I know. That doesn't mean anything. So, if I had a regular person schedule, you would never see me sleeping because you sleep like so much more than a normal person. So, right, but even though, even though, like then I will probably see you sleeping at some point but you i have not seen you sleeping so I, I i understand why you don't care waking up at 7 a.m but me and mango waking up at 7 a.m after a long day it's like sometimes tiring you have to understand not everyone doesn't sleep like you anthony tragic also Maybe. like the, the other guys stayed a couple of days after i believe uh, marcus and Gennaro are still there and Kalk, i think oh, good left today so you know they had their time to to visit but i just wanted to be home and return to my normal life yeah, with uh, spaghetti vongole. Next time, exactly. next time I go there, I actually love spaghetti vongole. Uh, it's a very good dish, I think, and I haven't had it in a while. So next time I go to Italy, I want to have it. I think for the benefit Bologna. for the benefit of those right. who wouldn't understand, I think that's uh, spaghetti with mussels. Uh, oh, yeah, clams. Yeah, yeah. mussels. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that in, Bo in Bologna is like in the middle, so they don't have great seafood. So you have to go actually to the seaside. That's okay. that's the key. That's the key. Well, then I will have the the more of the of the bacon and mushrooms pasta. That's also very good. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Mushrooms <laughs> and bacon. Yeah. All right, Anthony. Uh, what did you do in the, in these weeks? We 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 didn't talk much. Did you do some? Uh, did, did you start PT testing or do you have some uh, yeah, regional championship testing? Yeah, I started uh, PT testing. I didn't do much regional championship testing because. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much to me. I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to the RC in a couple of weeks, but uh, it doesn't really matter too much because I have uh, both of the relevant invites already. So I'm just kind of going to just chill, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit lost as to what to do at the RC itself because even if I'm not terribly invested, I would like to uh, not lose horribly, I suppose. So... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would try a little bit, but uh, I really have to focus more on modern right now. Um, yeah, I'm 
Also uh, playing some yeah, Mossy Qs, I guess. You know, that sort of thing. Okay. What, what formats are they? Hmm? What formats are your RCQs? Uh, Pioneer. So that's that's the new system. The, the RCQ formats always have to match the RCs now. So they have to be uh, Pioneer because the next RC is also Pioneer. That's the one after Worlds. Anthony, there's I... a deck they, the Twitter often calls Hogak. They should which one? That deck they, they call everything Hogak now. I don't even know. No, this is which this, Hogak? I mean, Are we on the third Hogak now? Okay, there's only one deck in Pioneer that could be called Hogak. Hogak. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Hogak and we have Inverter, and then I don't know what we what we will call the the red deck. But uh, yes. Okay, so we have the Hogak deck. What about the Hogak deck? Do you think I should play it? Yeah. I don't know it, it. I feel like it, it will suit you. I don't know why. I mean, it's also suiting that you know, like you probably can learn how to play it and just play it forever, because it's the cards are just you know, like as good as they can get in those. Like, like the the creatures are pretty good for what they do. So, like the combo cards. Speaking of Hogak, by the way, maybe we should start going to Pioneer, right? Yes. Yeah, let's start. Let's start about Pioneer. Uh, I want to first start talking about maybe our preparation rather than just immediately yeah, talk about that. the winner, uh, Federico uh, Buono. I want to say I wanted to say how I won the tournament, but okay. I, I can't say it. I just said, yeah, Federico. Federico Buono yeah. from from Florence um, won the tournament. Uh, one, very one question, cool. One final... question. One question. Yes. Important, very important question. Buono means good, or Buono. Yeah. No, I mean, we say buono with the B, but I guess in Florence, they, they have a different language. They invented the Italian language after all, so maybe it does mean that. Oh, okay, because I, I was like, oh, this is a cool... You know, if, if it means good, it's like a cool name. Like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. How insane well, would that the, be the, if, the his, if his name means good and the head judge of the tournament was Alfonso, right? Bueno, oh, yeah, that's true. Alfonso, <laughs> Alfonso Bueno? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. So they pretty much they might have actually this, the same surname. Oh, that's cool. That would be so sick. <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, sorry, I mean, it'll be so the final, the final game, uh, he was, he was like, he had like a million creatures, but they're all on the ground, and this, his spirit's opponent was winning in the air, and then his last draw step is Ornithopter, so he gets to attack with all, put your opponent at one, yeah. play Ornithopter, chum block, and then win on the swing back. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, it was a crazy game. Yeah, I watched the, the final games, like the semifinals. I also watched some of the one. I watched some games. It was cool to watch, actually. I speaking of the, of this, like I didn't go to Athens. I like Anthony. Uh, I just skipped the tournament, and it was quite experience because as we're gonna talk about it now, like I spent a week testing with the guys at my my place, and when other other people we will talk about um, will also mention now. But I decided to not go to the tournament just because I had my my qualifying already like logged, and I also wanted to see how. I will feel because it's very hard to predict how will you feel about not going to like sort of a big event or whatever and i was afraid of being like ah, i should have gone but turns out on friday morning i was just in very in peace you know and saturday i was like you know just hoping the guys to do well but i was never i'd never regretted not going there so i think uh, that uh, maybe the fact that you had the arena uh, qualifier maybe also made a yeah, impact, right? yeah, I think they did. I mean, I care about these arena qualifiers. I mean, I didn't test much for this one because I was with you guys, but I always try to do well. I try to play them focused. And I would kind of like to play one of these arena tournaments, at least once. Yeah, so I got to the competition there. Um, I mean, I didn't do well, by the way. I just lost the winning in today, too. 
But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say like, I didn't go to Athens and it's okay. You know, like I didn't feel very bad about it or whatever, just in case like someone is considering skipping a tournament and, you know, like it's fine. I mean, as long as you, the important, I mean, we play Magic because we like it, right? So sometimes if you feel like skipping a tournament just to play the next one, that's okay also. You know, especially if you qualify for the quality, you already qualify for the tournament. And, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for Barcelona and maybe I'm even more excited because I didn't go here. So I kind of want to play a tournament, but it didn't have to be this one. It could be the next one. You know, Makes sense. I'd say that with the, with the current system, they definitely want it to feel this way. Like they don't want you to go to every event because you have to attain pro points like it was in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, this system, like... This system is clearly designed in a way where if you qualify for departure, you're not expected or incentivized to come to the RCS. Like that's that's clearly the case, and I think that's that's fine with them. That they want TPT to be the one where the qualified players play, and that's it. They don't they don't necessarily expect or want the qualified players to just play all the tournaments the same way they did back in the day with the GPs, right? And that's like a that's like a difference. I think it's um it's good and healthy because if you like let's say I wanted to come to the tournament, I could have gone there. Like it just they're giving me the option and that's good, you know, like all the players qualified also didn't go, like Marcio, whatever, you know. And I think that I'm starting to like the system a little bit. Of course, when you're doing well, it's easier to like a system, but having the option to not play a tournament just yeah. to focus more on the next or take a holiday, whatever, break, you know, also which they, I didn't do, but it could be also good. They they don't really compel you as much to do things, which is I don't know, it's nice. Like, I don't you know it's weird to feel compelled to play events yeah. out of some sense of you know, I have to or whatever, you know. So, I don't know. I think that's just, it's nice. And if you want to play, if you're not qualified for, I mean, you are, but a lot of players would be qualified for the Pro Tour, but not Wells, and they can still play for that reason. Like, the Bean was thinking about playing in uh, Taiwan or whatever, because he's, even though he's qualified for the Pro Tour. So, you know, I think um, there is still something there, you know, and there's the money, I guess or the ability to see whatever country that you're traveling to so because the this the the european ones have been in uh fairly unique locations right like they're not cities that any of you had traveled to before for many or i guess sophia and uh athens were not places that you traveled to before so i i, I don't know i, I kind of like that so that is true. it's good for you because you get to go to cool places like athens and i'm just going to sydney again but um <laughs> your favorite cool place system. in the world huh? yeah <laughs> yeah basically speaking of uh um going to europe from a foreign country our, our very good friend christian calcano went <laughs> came to naples uh, to play lcg it's kind of a good story so let's tell it to the, to the listeners it's good it's great uh, he came to naples uh, three months ago or two months ago uh, to play lcqs because he wanted to come to italy and take a trip and whatever he didn't get there, but he played on Sunday and he got his qualifications to Athens in three months. The the next RC, he played like the classic qualifier, they're called. And uh, so he came uh, to Barcelona to do testing with us. And then he came to Athens and he got there, finished 15th place. So he's going to go to Pro Tour, which I'm so incredibly happy for him. I'm going to see him again. Just Calc is just such a great person to hang around with. So I'm so happy. He is. Already, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, in um, in in Barcelona. So let's um, let's let's recap there. So we had a uh, this Discord group. A bunch of people um, decided to join the, uh, the 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 crew of in real life testing. We had, of course, our team leader uh, Makuto, uh, Marcos, and then <laughs> and then uh, as me, Genara, and Kalk, we stayed at your house up here. And then we had uh, people from actual Barcelona. Uh, coming to 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 join uh, to play uh, every day with us. There was a uh, uh, Martos, uh, Danker, and and Rodman, and uh, and yeah, we just did some like real life testing of Pioneer. We had our classic uh, f- uh, first day. Whenever we um, gather all together, we do this like tournament to to kind of like uh, gather the ideas. Each one plays a different archetype, and uh, the winner of that the tournament that that does more like round robin. 10, uh, 10 different decks tournament was uh, Kiruga Incarnation. So we started to uh, test a lot of that one, right? That was our, uh, the, the first deck that kind of we, we took seriously outside of Rakdos. Yeah, I was, I was impressed about, for that deck. Like I, I, I felt like it didn't only have a good matchup against Rakdos, but also it was not a bad deck overall. Like it could stand, you know, uh, by itself against all the decks. So we, we actually developed a little bit more on that deck. And we played a lot of matches. Uh, I mean, I obviously I played a little bit less than the rest because I was, you know, I was just there being a host mostly. But I was surprised, and I was impressed. And I think until the very last day or the day before, some people actually were considering playing Karuga. Yeah, the the biggest difference that we have because um, I remember testing a lot of incarnations for Sofia, and at the end of the day, I decided to put it down because of its bad matchup against White Green and uh, uh, Lotus. But I think that the addition of Elishnorn changes the matchup a lot against green. So if you're able to go just Incarnation, Sacrifice a 4-drop, get Elish Norn, the green matchup is actually good once you do that. Yeah, I mean, we we, f- we found like the matchup was fine, and that's a huge difference because we were not like behind against green anymore. Also, like, Keruga instead of Jorion made it so like we had a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, way more uh, strong hands, like a splinter twin hands we call, like the turn 4, 7-drop hands. They happen way more often, and that's also a huge difference because you need to do that often to beat Monterey. But if you do, like most of the time, they just can't do anything. Like you go turn four, come on the play, Monterey doesn't beat that, right? And that's um, that was a big difference for us. So I, I will say, other than Black Red, which is the deck that I think most people played, Karuga was the one we worked the most on. We also had Monterey, Carlos, and Roman player. Like we had two Monterey's, but the rest played Ragdos. And look, what? Wednesday was looking like we could play Karuga, honestly. I mean, they will play So, I mean, the obvious question that everybody is going to be thinking is why did, what made you not, what made you not pull the trigger on Karuga if you were thinking about it until uh, the very last days? So, the biggest thing, uh, for me at least, was the matchup against Mono White. Like, as opposed to Incarnation, where White was often fine. Uh, the lack of cards like Chain to the Rocks or whatever actually made... I mean, I didn't play the matchup by myself, but people were playing like long sessions and they were losing like too much to white. And I think losing one matchup like Lotus is okay, but losing multiple matchups like that is just unacceptable. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't test it again, but like the, the, the teammates did and they insisted, insisted that Mono White was very bad matchup, especially like on the draw, like a Thalia will make it, like, so, you know, like the life was very hard sure. to... Like to play, and that's why I think that's the biggest reason why because Marlene and Ragdos were both fine, and you know even control decks like that that were supposed to be horrible, they were just fine. Like you could beat control sometimes, and that's something like I was I played the matchup from the blue white side, 
and I was surprised how often like I will need to counter a lot of stuff again and again and again because as opposed to the incarnation Jorian, the fires one has less like dead cards like it didn't have them those, all those chain to the rocks you mean seconds winning well Kaduga fires doesn't play them right instead they play like a bigger density of threats uh so it was like I often will lose game one because I will need to have like a lot of counters and my bubble was bad and I would just lose lose to one threat. Also, Karuga was very strong. So that was for mm -hmm. me the, the biggest reason. Also, like, you know, invasion of uh Copacan, I don't know the actual name. Copacan. Uh, yeah, invasion of Copacan. Uh, <laughs> we just call it called it Copacan. Everyone calls it something name. ridiculous, yeah. yeah. No one can say yeah. that. It's a very I don't know clean, why. Yeah. So the invasion of Gobakan also apparently made was a uh, deal breaker, which I can say why, right? Like if you're playing on the draw yeah. of Karuga, maybe you have one drop, that's two drop or three drop, and that's it, and you have a lot of fat cards, like four mana, five mana, big cards, whatever. So invasion of Gobakan apparently was like a huge difference, like hands like Talia into Gobakan, just GG. So, so the reason I don't think it has another reason though. Like that was my reason, but I think maybe if you could. More. So if we found a cheap removal spell that was good against one white that you could play in Karuga, how far would that go? I think it would be very far. Like we actually considered playing like four volleys uh, at some point, like you know, just non-play Karuga against White. But it turns out like if you cut Karuga, then your deck is like your deck is not made to be without Karuga. Like if you don't play Karuga, your deck actually has a very serious flood problem when you don't have like the incarnation. Because yeah. Karuga really makes it so you can rely on removal. So I think it, you, it will need to be like a dead gun type of card, actually, for this to be fixed, I think. I mean, obviously, you can just bank on Mono White not being very played, or Ragdas being... Seems reasonable. You know, like, yeah, like, if Ragdas is the most deck played by a lot, that's fine. But at the end, we expected Ragdas to go down. We didn't expect Ragdas to be, like, 25 or something. We expected less Ragdas, which is also a big... Uh, it was also a big uh, factor for Karuga Fires to be put down at the end. I, I think that was right, because at the end, there was not that many... Ragdos in the tournament, mm -hmm. and also was not very common in the high table. So I'm glad the guys eventually didn't didn't play. Yeah, I mean, the, the meta game was very was very flat. I want to say like it was. If if you look at the meta game breakdown, I have in front of me of Athens, we had 17% Ragdos, 12% Monogreen, and then the third most popular deck was 7%. So I feel like pairings just, uh, you know, like kind of like. Yeah, the metagame was uh, very flat, so you just had to play like a good deck and not really preying on a matchup against the most popular deck. Like maybe was the best choice for the the regional the, the previous weekend in America. I don't know. Yeah, like it's all not only seven, it's like seven, but then it's like six point eight, six point six, six point thirty five, six point fifteen. Like it's it's very it was very very flat, incredibly flat actually. Uh, some could say this was an extremely healthy metagame in terms of like diversity index. I think that the best choice for the Pioneer, if you have a tournament moving forward, is just, honestly, just a deck that you like and you think it's good and you know how to play well because you're just going to get probably just, I don't know if you play 15 rounds, like 12 different decks. And just, yeah, so this is my, honestly, my my, my, my approach right now with Pioneer moving forward. Just is it, is, isn't this deck, just true for every Magic format now? Like... Yeah, could it could be? I it's mean, just standard magic, I wasn't think. really. It's, it's just standard magic. wasn't really. <laughs> well, it's a magic, but it's an older format magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's if no. like in the standard, they are. I think it's true everywhere. Standard. 
No, no it's tender. in a different like the, the point here will be like the gap between the potential like or theoretical best deck in Pioneer and the tenth best deck is somewhat small compared to like standard where you might have a best deck that's much better than the third one. And here, I don't know, you think like Phoenix is not great, whatever. It's still not so much worse than mono white to say something. You know, like all, all the decks are fine if you play them well enough. I think that's uh, something that's more true in some formats. Um, I mean, this is taking a raw number. But, like, if you just take it out of all the playable ones, like, in standard, obviously, it just can't be, like, 10 because it's not, like, that many cards, right? But I think if, like, I think, like, if you take all the decks that are good, you just replay whatever one, because, like, all the matchups are way flatter. It's, like, it's for a different reason. But, like, all the matchups are flatter in standard. Right? Yeah, but then and like, that requires a flight power level, Anthony. Like, if you go Legacy, yeah. for example, like, you all Legacy, you could be the best Goblin player in the world, but your deck would still be much worse than Delver. Mm, yeah, maybe it's not true. I have no idea about Legacy. That's true. I, I wasn't well, really I'm, thinking about Legacy. I have no idea. Well, even in Modern, like, you know, the Lorus Modern, where you have, like, the Shadow Lorus Modern, uh, Hammer Lorus or whatever, where the mm. bad decks, like, the Ultrons or Infects, were, like, way below power level of those decks, which is not the case now, actually. I think modern was modern was not flat on the Loros era, and I think it's flat now. I think some formats. I think we could say like there are formats whose power level is more flat, and others that is like more like you know extreme on the top. I think that's that's something we could actually talk about. For example, you look at the um, Athens and you look back to it and you be like, what was the deck to play? There was not really an answer. Like, Blue every deck is the answer, I guess, in numbers. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you look at if you look at percentage, yes. But for example, I know I talked to Upumpa, which did reasonably well with Blue Eye Control. He said he played against zero Rakdos, you know? And uh, let's say I talked to Kalk, with, who did very well with Rakdos. He played against zero Incarnation. Uh, so overall, I feel like uh, the pairings mattered way more in Pioneer than it does in... Uh, in the other formats, and I think that again, just my my suggestion is to just play a deck that that, that you like, you think are good, you think is good, you played with, you know, you know what you're doing, and things like that. Over just over meta gaming, I think. Yeah, I mean that's probably good advice, uh. especially like if you can get a high level. But it's always dangerous because this is pioneer right now, but it could change. Of course, of like course. it could change if if Ragdos becomes twenty five percenter instead of seventeen. Yes. Or Ponagrim becomes a 20%er, that's already enough to... Like, I think that's true as long as no deck becomes, like, super dominant or, like, a collection of decks. Like, if Ragdos is the best deck, like, Ragdos is 20% and then, like, Sacrifice is 17 it's actually not that far. Like, in terms of practical, like, metagame situation, it's not that far. But the fact that Modern and Ragdos often sandwich and they are, like, consistently the top two decks, and but they never, like... 30 and 25 or something i think that's why what keeps pioneer being a little bit flat like this because you cannot have decks that crush them both that do not lose to the rest and the rest is common enough that you will not win tournaments just only playing against win or ragdos often of course there's always people in tournaments that have those runs but more more often than not you're gonna run into one latus one sacrifice one control one incarnation as mango said like you're gonna run into 10 different decks and I think that's that. So, I mean, it's a little bit like modern in the 2014, 15 uh, era, yeah. where yeah. the power level is actually flat, and there were like 10 to 15 viable decks. I mean, some people, I mean, that's. Uh, you, had get, some... you had to get the right pairings. You know, yeah, to I mean, I saw, I saw, um, 
a tweet, I think it was from Chris, Chris Botello this week. Yes. And he yes. talked something that I haven't thinking about since I saw it. I saw it. He said uh, he actually historically liked more the formats where their diversity is low because the gameplay is better. And he also pointed out that the reason for that is when there's a lot of diversity, a lot of diversity, or when there's like 20 decks, it is because uh, most of those decks are linear and they cannot interact well with each other, which is true. Yes. If you think about it, like mo most of the metagames that are very, like whenever there's 10 decks, there is because a lot of those decks do not interact with each other. And that usually leads into a, a very healthy metagame in terms of diversity, but it comes, and I agree this, with this a lot, with expanse of gameplay. Like if there's 20 different decks, that means 10 of them, when you play with each other, you just don't interact, you just don't play. Like, I mean, you play, but you don't get any relevant decision. And I'm, I think I agree with that. I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like, yeah, I, if you have 15 good decks, you're going to have, like, yeah, Lotus against, you know, Mono White, which is where you throw the cards in the battlefield. And that's the same thing that happened in the modern in 2014, where you will play, like, Boggles or Infect against Tron, or Tron against Nausem, or Storm against Nausem, or, Stor like, you know, like, the worst, like, half of the decks do not interact with each other. Because, and that, because and that's, controls. yeah, like, that, that's why there were 12 decks. Otherwise, there would be three decks. I but think we've I always... I think it's so good, you know? What do you guys feel? We, we've always felt that, Javier, but the, the, the difference is that Botello has, like, put a specific um, cause to it. Like, he's identified it more clearly than we did because I think we've always known that diversity and interactivity are kind of at odds with each other. Um, and we've usually used that, just compared, like, different formats and, uh, you know, being like, oh, this is the result. But we didn't really think about why it was the case in the way that Botello has... Um, in those tweets uh, so I think he's just kind of developed it like we've had that idea for a long time I think but um, Botello has like put it much more clearly and like when you see as soon as you see it you're like oh oh that's why yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it totally um, I did want to go back to one thing though because I mean, you keep talking about like you know the, the pairings of the things that matter the most right for me I feel like logically if the pairings are the thing that matter the most you should be trying to meta game, not because that's the edge you can get, right? Like clearly, you want you are going to try to get some sort of edge, and if the pairing matters more than the other things, like why would you not try to meta game instead of playing like whatever you think is whatever you like or whatever, you know? Well, um, well, that's an answer well, for that. The answer for that is, as Mengu said, the power level is flat. So the, the deck is flat. Like here, you you yeah. cannot metagame Athens, right? Like it's like 17, 12, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7. Like if all the decks are played the same, you how you can metagame. <laughs> but one of them is going to be a bit better than the others, even in that metagame. Also, and also yeah. what I wanted to say as well is that uh, between those 7 and 6 and 4, you had like matchup very polarized. Like for example, of Rakdos. Uh, you have the, uh, I don't know, uh, humans and spirits, which are positive, and then you have fires and, uh, I don't know, group vehicles or Borskobulk, which are negative, and they're, like, all together there in the seventh bracket. So you can't really, uh, like, you know that these are going to be decks that are there. You just have to play against the good ones and dodge the bad ones if you want to have a good record. This is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think it's a little more complex than that. Like, because the sevens yeah. are not equal either. Like they like you know seven percent appear, but they don't. They're not weighted equally because some some decks are better than others, right? So I don't know. Like I feel I feel like metagaming becomes the most important thing in that context, not the least. 
Um, like, because I mean, you, I mean, otherwise we're just concluding that nothing matters, which you know might be the case, but it's not something we can really do much with, right? Like, <laughs> it's not nothing matters. I think I, I don't. Well, agree. I, I don't think the, the. I think the. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me, Mango. But I think Mango's point mm-hmm. is since the metagame is flat, you cannot really metagame that much before the. You know, like you cannot gain my edge by choosing a deck because it's very flat, but you can gain an edge by playing better. Like the, since there are so many matchups mm-hmm. against unique non-interactive decks, like exactly. playing against Lotus is like or playing against Rizfang, it's not easy actually. Like there's a lot of minor things. You know, to how you need to know how to mulligan well, which cards matter the most. Like there's some like a matchup against Creativity, Rizfang, or Lotus is drastically different from each other, and you have to test every one of them. And I think if you play very well those matchups, I mean, it's same again the modern story, where there were like a lot of hidden tricks against all decks, where you could maybe get now some out of win conditions. You know, like weird stuff like this. And that's where the edge is at, I think, in flat metagames. I don't know if that's kind of like the message maybe like, wanted to say. Like for, like, for example, for Athens, I knew that Rakdos was going to be a bad choice. I, I really, I knew it. But I felt like there was nothing I could have done to prevent it. Like, we had the Keruga deck, but then we decided that it wasn't good. And so at the end, I was like, all right, I guess I'll play Rakdos because I know how to play it. I played it a lot. I have, you know, a good cyber plan against the most popular deck. And... Uh, I'm going for it. And then I got paired against two incarnation, Boris Convoke. And, you know, I didn't make the two, but I'm not, I, I didn't finish the tournament. Like the next day I played the classic, which is like this 200 people tournament. And I was so lost because I didn't feel like there was a good choice. So I just played something that I thought was fun and cool, which was the the Izzet, uh, the Izzet uh, deck that uh, did well on in the uh, in the showcase by um, Bullwinkle and, and Levy. And it was fun. But after all, I don't think that's a good choice either. So overall, again, what I'm trying to say is just yeah, play that you know, and and yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> it's I think it's an interesting topic, and I think it's something um, it's a little bit more on the philosophical side probably, but I think it's also like has some practical applications. You know, like at some point in the testing house, whatever. Uh, they were discussing about the mirror matches and such. And I honestly feel for Ragdos, for example, the mirror match, and even a lot of matchups, the most important thing you have to do is play the games well. And that's, you know, that's a very simple thing. But often, like, having a plan, like, knowing the cyber plan is not enough. Like, sometimes you actually have to play the game and you have to lose different ways so you actually know how to play it. And that's very common. That's very particularly important if you play the interactive deck. Like, if you're playing, you know, like, Lotus against another non-interactive deck, I don't know, like, Elves, it might not matter as much. But if you being the one play, making the interaction plays, not knowing what's going on, that's actually rough. Like, playing Ragdos against Combo can be a bad matchup, but if you play it for the first time, now it's going to be an actual bad matchup. Like, it's going to be way worse than it will be if you know what yeah. matters. And I think that's, yeah. you know, they're like, they're like 15 viable decks in Pioneer. That's a lot of decks, and you need to know how to play against every single one of them. So that's still, like, even if you decide, like, you know, I'm not going to care too much about building the deck, I'm just going to learn how to play, that's still a lot of work. So, you know, I think that's... Um, just knowing what matters, I mean, that's, uh, that's a thing what's more important for winning a tournament. But that, that's me, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit, like... I mean, I, I am assuming uh, that yeah. you can get that with almost any choice. That might be an unreasonable assumption for a lot of people. Like, maybe it's a lot of resources to commit. For, for many players, I don't know, but I mean, I kind of assume that you should be able to get to a basic level with about, with about everything 
Um, but maybe I mean, for some decks it's harder, obviously, like with Lotus or something. But um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like you should, like, if it's a big tournament that you care about winning, you should be able to uh, prepare a bit against all, all the all the good decks or whatever. Like maybe not fifteen, but you know seven or something, and that should get you like a large amount of the way there in terms of the ones that matter the in most. Our, in our testing, in our testing process. Uh, we brought, uh, we like divided ourselves and brought almost every deck viable in Pioneer uh, to actually play against it, to try to have exactly this going on. And for example, I mm -hmm. remember playing against, uh, having like a long session against Kalk on Lotus, which, you know, obviously he wasn't the best Lotus player ever, but uh, me with Rakdos, I only played against Lotus like a couple of times on Magic Online. I didn't play it against in uh, in uh, Sofia or in, or in or in Valencia when I went. So only played a couple of times against on Magic Online. So actually having a session against Lotus, I think helped me uh, very much. And obviously this is something that it's not easy to do, uh, but yeah, something like this will definitely improve your win rates. Must be nice, Mengu. <laughs> I think I'm saying this because for PT for Alexia, I was the only guy testing Ragdos, and most of the team was playing Lotus. So I was the one sparing. <laughs> I was the opponent playing as Lotus every day. I'm not. That's not very. It was, a, it was a hilarious purgatory for you. They <laughs> <laughs> were like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a Ragdos player for, to play Lotus." And I'm like, "All right, here you go again. I'm gonna play my match number 120 against Lotus." Okay. I actually, I actually did <laughs> play a lot as the black red side, but never against Lotus because Javier was doing all of that. But I played black red yeah. against. A lot of other things, yeah. Like for, but, um, for, 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 for example, a deck I didn't have enough testing against was Rector Sacrifice. I got mm. to play against uh, Zerk, uh, Xerk, the famous Yogmoth player, on Rector yeah. Sacrifice at the tournament. And I felt like uh, he made lines that I didn't see. And I felt, mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't play that game well. But with, let's say, even just 10 games against Rector Sacrifice in testing... I would have played the 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 round better at the tournament. Then you know. Mm. Um, That's why so we have no cup because I think if so there was a failing, it was that. Like we yeah. identified it even like slightly before the the, the actual tournament. And I was like, what about sacrifice? Like, why haven't we? Like, what's going on with this? You know. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't played that that's much, why really. I mentioned it because yeah. it was for sure. Uh, it was for sure a, a a problem. But overall, uh, um, yeah, there was. For example, a line I didn't see, and I want to mention it because maybe uh, the people out there also never saw it. I had a, a Blood Tide Harvester, and sorry, I knew he had Claim the Firstborn in end, okay. and I played Blood Tide Harvester, and I didn't have any, any other creatures, so I figured that he would need a Sacrifice Outlet to sacrifice my Harvester, where he no. could just claim my Harvester and then tap it to target itself, and it dies. Yeah, you never done that to harvester. get a Croxa? I... I, I <laughs> I guess I did it, but on the other side, yeah. <laughs> I never did it on my on my on, on my own one, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you stack your harvester to yeah, I mean, it comes up, you know, <laughs> very rarely. Yeah, this is but something. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess this is something that uh, uh might be a line very unconventional, and it kept it in that matchup is actually very relevant. So, mm -hmm. uh, and and more and more of that line, more more of that style. Overall, um, I got to win that match, and finally enough. He, uh, Zerk, we were 1-2, uh, he, he went 1-3, and then he rattled off five wins in a row to make day two, which was pretty cool. Uh, when He's I saw great. him playing the next day, I was like, wow, how did you, like, he, you were 1-3, you know, he won five in a row. That's very uh, cool. I had um, that in the last PT, where Mati Kuzma started, uh, like, 1-4, and 
and then he was just you know obviously like very sad and then at some point you know i can't remember what my record was like, it wasn't bad at the time like i was like x uh, x5 from x4 x5 i think and i looked next to me and marty's next to me i'm like what i didn't even realize he made like what what's going on this is crazy is that Plus tristan Matthew, i don't yeah. know what's going on he just does that he just yeah. won every single match after that like boy yeah, i played it i, I played that. next to him in the week I played against it and next to him in the winning in for day two. I remember. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> also, Mati um, lost the winning in to top eight this one. He yeah. Did he lose? The, I don't think he qualified. lost. <laughs> yes. No. Um, he unintentionally oh, he drew, um, which oh. is the story of blue white control, I suppose. Um, which is basically losing in tournaments almost. Uh, I mean, he made the uh, top sixteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess for him it's not as bad because, I mean, he kind of has all the invites already or whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, he, he he barely tested as well. Like, he played, like, two leagues and was like, all right, I'm submitting this. It's a Giga Chad deck. Uh, that was the extent of his preparation, so, you know, can't really complain. But, uh, um, yeah, it was a great result by him. Yeah, I remember meeting him in round uh, three or four, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm playing uh, Blue Eye Control. I just lost to Rakdos. I don't know. It's it's if it's a good choice or whatever." And then I like see the standings, you know, day uh, one one day and a half later, and he's playing the win and in, and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> that all of that yeah. sounds very off brand for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, um, it, was, it was a cool event, and um, the. Again, uh, congratulations. I don't think we've, we've congratulated him yet, but Martos, our teammate, who we uh, stayed together for the whole uh, for the whole week, uh, top eighted, actually top four, uh, beat uh, Miguel in the top eight and then lost to, I believe, Azor Spirit 2-0. Yes. Yep. Uh, to lose the world's invite, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was about time. Mm -hmm. Like, he's been playing very well for a while, so it was time. Like, he had no top eights like this. So it's it's cool that he finally got there after you know like being. He really applied himself for this for this RC. He really worked, really worked out. Actually, he worked out for yeah. all of them. I think but this one. It stood yeah, out he's been playing him. a lot. Yeah, also for like for Sofia, like all the tournaments, he's he's been playing a lot. He's been working a lot. So it was you know it's cool like to see someone like just being passionate about getting better and getting a result. That's always like it's too bad he didn't go to Worlds. You know that last game I was watching, but yeah, I mean you know happy for him and we. I mean, out of the people in the house, we well, two qualified. I think there were like two nine going there or something. So you know, eight, it's fine. Like it's a fine proportion. Alk was really, first. really close to top eight as well. Like really, really close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He also he also had an intentional draw in the winning thing, right? Unintentional, right? Unintentional. Yeah, the, I said unintentional. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's if you look at the standing, there's just a lot of draws. Hmm. Well, yeah. everyone draws the last round. Uh, yeah, I know. But yeah, but there's still a lot of twos. Calc also ID'd the last round uh, to, to lock top 16. No, no, I know there's a lot of draw. Like, but he's saying draws, that there must yeah. be a lot of unintentional draws, yeah. Like, also, like, uh, there's some, some twos. Yeah, honestly, just like I said it last time we recorded, Monograin. Like, Monograin, even in the classic, every time there was uh, somebody going long, it was always Monograin as well. Actually, in this tournament, yeah, uh, I think Sacrifice had more. But that's also a deck okay. that's very liable to draws, I think, because it plays long running games. And, oh my god, processing everything is so difficult. I think people just have to like work. Like both players are trying to like map out like what might happen with the Mayhem Devil all the time, and it really bogs down the game. 
I think. Um, lots of like mechanical things with Cauldron Familiar. Yeah, I think yeah, Sacrifice as well is also fairly guilty of this, I think. Um, for, for me, though, the most impacting thing is the four, five draws out of mono with humans out of like, you know, 250 I'm just, I'm, I'm so going to assume they're intentional. There's, there's no oh, way. That's true. Okay. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, we, I wish we could have the stat where we have like intentional draw and intentional draw. You know, I, I remember that tournament where there was like mono white control and standard having like a 10, 15% draw or something. I'm glad we don't have anything <laughs> like this here. But I saw some Twitter comments about like, you know, like, yeah, Pioneer creates a lot of draws. I, I, I never felt like was the case. No, I don't think so. I think that's, I don't know. I mean, I think it was Anna who said that, right? But I think, like, Pioneer is by far the one that has the least draws out of every format because Standard is like, I'm going to play, like, some 40-turn game or whatever. And Modern, yeah. you spend, like, two to three business days shuffling your deck every time someone casts a Ren and Six. Which happens a decent amount. I know amount modern of time. games. I mean, I think modern maybe less because modern games actually close so fast. It's not like you play a twenty-five turn game. Like you sort you fetch a lot or whatever, but the games are done yeah. in turn six. Like you cast Rhinos and they die or don't, or you cast a Creativity and they die or don't. Or you cast an eight Murtite eight flying for two mana, and they answer it or they die. So it's actually not that common in modern to have like super long games. But you. But I think Pioneer also has here. pretty fast games, right? Like Pioneer is fast has games that are also fast and doesn't have fetches. Right, no, there, but there are some outliers. Like, Ragdos against Asorius, Ragdos Mirrors, and then Ragdos against Modern, Modern against Control. There's a lot of matchups that actually can go long. But I feel like in Modern, I mean, it's very hard to have a matchup that's very likely hmm. to go long. Yeah. Like, even if you go long, often you have nothing to do. Like, if you go long in yeah, matchup with Hammer against Mortite and you play 20 turns, I mean, most of the turns are going to be draw, play a card, and play it. Like, you don't have, like, gaming pieces. You just have, like, yeah, no hand and no null on permanence, and just play your top deck. I think that's not the case with like you know sacrifice against incarnation or whatever. I yeah, I didn't think about the length of the times. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember I when to say that. Where there was a lot of small draws, but the slowest deck was like CDC Weep, not because it was slow, but because CDC Weep had a lot of permanence, so they had yeah. a lot of emotions. <laughs> I always think of that deck. I think it was Vili that said like this. The, it was like the slowest deck ever, and I didn't understand back in the day, but I understand. I understood later. Like yeah, I mean that's that's the deck. Why do you say that? You didn't take any draws because you were playing Rakdos, and I feel like Rakdos is just like that's the clock. Like you go Shieldred or Croxa, and the game ends. Like, yeah, I don't mm, think Rakdos should decks. be a deck that draws a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, Rakdos. I mean, again, I I don't think I've ever I ever have had a draw with. Rakdos. But you also don't draw much, right? What when, do you, do you like? Did you ever get an intentional draws out of Popper? Not much, right? I was thinking about standard, but I don't think I had any. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you play you play fast. Like, I mean, you play a lot of semi casual legacy, whatever, and still, don't. I think legacy also get it into draw because again, game even if you have no hand, legacy means game actions also. I mean, you don't have any win condition. <laughs> yeah, also no win condition, but also like cantrips and whatever. So I think pioneers should be like above average in terms of like game ending speed. That's my impression. Mm, yeah. So, you know, obviously, some, obviously, some games can go for long or whatever. Like that, that's fine. That's magic. You know that it would be boring if some games don't go long ever. But anyway, uh, maybe uh, we can uh, wrap up the uh, pioneer talk. So again, Anthony, you have a, your uh, regional championship in two weeks. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be the the what the the first weekend of the the sec the the first of July. No, last week of June. Oh, so the 24th, 25th of June. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I have a, a Boopy and Q, the 25 of June. You'll be what? Pioneer. Sorry? I have a... We call it VPNQ, like RCQ, I guess. Oh, you mean... Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, your RCQ is right. Your Wizards play. W, yeah, WPNQ. Okay, sure, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Me, cool. me and people will go grind some VPNQ. The first one ever in my region that they made. So oh, awesome. Probably, um, I mean, there are a bunch of probably... cool decks. Like, um, you mentioned before, like, the new... Well, say I say new, but, I mean, it's actually an old deck, right? The Blue-Red Drakes deck, for example. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's a deck that uh, people have been very excited about and seems to have been doing remarkably well. So, I mean, outside our group, I think we would be remiss to not mention it. Um, but that one is definitely very much a metagame deck, right? Like, it's a deck that they built in response to a very specific metagame and then proceeded to win a lot. Um, I wanted to bring that up before because you mentioned that deck and I think it's something that I was thinking of when I talked about metagaming being especially important in Pioneer. Uh because that deck is a very strong example of that. Um, the Archfiend combo deck, the Archfiend of the Dross combo deck, that's like another deck that people are really interested in. The one that, uh, you know, if, if Boros Convoke is Hogak. Uh, Spoon Twin, uh, please. This one is Inverter. Inverter, Inverter. Yeah. Nah, it's a yes. Spoon Twin, come on. No, it's Inverter. You have two black, black, six, six demon, and then you yeah, play a two yeah. mana blue card and win the it game. It's like that song. It is Inverter. It is Inverter. But, yeah. You know, I, I like the Spoon Twin comparisons. <laughs> Maybe Splinter Twin can be the Drake deck. I don't know because you copy you copy in Crackling Drake with Reflection is basically, you know, that's basically activating Splinter Twin, right? So for the that's so dead if that happens. For, for the Drake deck, it was very cool because I spent like uh, the whole uh, fr uh, Saturday gathering cards because I didn't bring any and wanted to play this deck. So I asked cards around like four or five people bought the r remaining cards, and then I was ready. I played my s Sunday event. I got paired against Blue Red Phoenix which was basically doing the same things as I was doing, but was reanimating Phoenix in the meanwhile. So that didn't feel like a good matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. And then and then I dropped because I was like, I don't know, I want to play Modern. I'm done for the weekend. No. So I just went to play Modern Side Event with Five Color Creativity. And then Swimming Pool. Oh. And then Swimming Pool, yes, exactly. But first I wanted to see Martos uh, trying to get there, but unfortunately losing in the semis. So close, so close, but still a great job. And congratulations to all the other people in the uh, top eight of that event as well, and all the other ones that happened <laughs> that weekend as well. Yeah, in the in the in the in the descriptions of either the um, you know uh, podcast show notes or the YouTube if you're watching there, I'm gonna link uh, this very cool thread by Fire Shoes with all of the deck lists in all of the top eights of the regional championship because we're referring a lot to the uh, uh, European one because of course me and Avi are, are from Europe and practice for that one uh, but you can see it all the deck lists there you can see American the Canadians and everyone else that uh, that happened uh, over the over the two past weekends yeah fire shoes who's also coming to Barcelona apparently you know yes yeah. he's he's a staple yeah. now I think so this is this is good yeah. I'm happy about this yeah, it's good. He, he likes it. Uh, you know, he, of course he like does. Here. No, I mean like Barcelona. Yeah, he... I, I know. Yeah, of course he will. Like, like I, come I, on. I know he would like the tournament, but I'm saying like, yeah. <laughs> well, have you met but someone who he, went to Barcelona and to... was like, "This is the worst city I've ever been to"? No, everybody loves Barcelona. It could be you because well, that, you you say they're... random bad things from random places. No, it's not random. I, I went to horrible cities and I said they were horrible, and I went to some really lovely cities and said they were lovely. You know, <laughs> calling it like a season. The reason that we might uh, want to talk about as well is the Azores Lotus Field, which 
Oh, that's the one. That's the other. The Taipei City uh, Regional Championship. Yes. Uh, so that one, uh, that one originated from uh, the Canadian RC with uh, Patrick Wu, and I know I don't know I don't know if he's just doing a bit. Like, I don't know if it's like it just it's just coincidence, or he really just only plays these decks because his surname is literally WU. But uh, yeah, he, yeah, he has he, a great he to really handle. like these decks. Anyway, he did very well at the uh, uh, Canadian RC playing this Blue White Lotus Field deck, um, and I mean that deck had. Sort of like it was a very, very, very fringe deck. You know, we're talking like top fifty decks in Pioneer, sort of fringe. You know, you might see it like once in twenty tournaments or something. But yeah. it had a real breakout more, weekend more, there. More or less. Yeah, yeah, like it had a huge, huge weekend there where it did well with Patrick Wu, and I think it also did well in Mexico the same weekend. Then someone copied uh, Wu's list and did very well in the uh, uh, Magic Online uh, event afterward, like that 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 weekend. And I think it did well, uh, yeah. And then it continued to do well this weekend. And that's that's actually just a new deck. So it's kind of wild that like Pioneer was fairly static for quite a while, and then like you know, the RCs come in, everything gets shaken up like a fair bit. I mean, um, there are still things obviously like Black Red and Green is still kind of on top, but wow, like Blue White Lotus, Blue Red Drakes, and Archfiend combo just appearing out of nowhere. That's that's cool. Um, that's strange because this has no new cards. Like it's strange that like, you see yeah. the Lotus deck and it's <laughs> they don't. like, yeah, be- you know, like this card got printed, so the archetype is now better, which is no, like, yeah, just story, people just right? play that. It's like just no new cards. Like why, <laughs> you know? Um, no, I mean he said he that he discovered the deck like a long time ago and then kept it secret for his RC. Um, okay. So it really was something that people had just overlooked, I suppose. Um, I, I don't know how good yeah. the deck actually is yet. I mean, it seems to be doing well, but um, obviously it's hard to tell if how long that will last because people still have to react to it and whatnot. But I mean, there's clearly potential. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's a mainstay. That would be, it'd be very, it'd be very funny if there were two distinct Lotus Field decks going forward. I, I would find that very funny. Uh-huh. Funny, but also Lotus Field is not exactly. You know, the greatest representative of interactive magic. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be... It makes... It kind of it kind of usually makes Pioneer, like, how I felt that old mod used to be, where it was, like, a lot more fun for spectators than for players, I think. Like, it's really fun if you're not playing, but you enjoy, like, watching magic news, basically, to see, like, the developments happen and see what, what deck was doing well this weekend. And it's always a different deck, and the top eight's always very different. And then when you actually play the tournaments, you're like, oh my god, I wish I could have any agency in my entire life. And we're all tiny bit, tiny specks in a massive universe and life has no meaning, you know. That, like, that's the kind of feeling Sounds you Sounds like modern, this, yeah. You describe modern, yeah. the old modern. <laughs> speaking, yeah, speaking of which, I guess maybe that's the segue that Mangu was looking for. I can tell he's clearly desperate to get to uh, the modern part. So, you know, since I just mentioned that, it causes me existential dread. Uh, we can we can <laughs> let him have it. Sure, let's talk about modern a little bit. Uh, first, yeah. I think we haven't mentioned that uh, me and Javier were uh, at Four Seasons before going to Bologna, before going to Barcelona in Bologna, and uh, we played uh, some cool events. So maybe we wanna uh, talk about that a little bit, Javier. Oh yeah, absolutely. We played the classic so, team trios in the Four Seasons on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So on Friday, uh, it was a very it. fun team. It was a very fun team because it was me and you, and then. It was my job to find the third one, right? And uh, uh, the first thing that I found was this uh, good friend of mine that 
I would say very rarely plays magic, so it was kind of fun to have him join me and you. And he had a lot of uh, uh, fun comments in the uh, Instagram posts of people <laughs> just saying like, how did you end up there? Or like, what are you doing? <laughs> and things like that. And uh, But yeah, we, we got there. We started with a loss, actually. Pretty funny. Yeah, um, boom, boom. Actually, something crazy happened to you. Something that really doesn't happen very often. You kept seven. Your opponent mulliganed to four, and you Ooh, lost. True, that's literally true. the first game of the tournament. Yeah, that was wild, actually. Do you want to talk about that, maybe? Yeah, I, I was playing with Jessica Control against Initiative. In Legacy. And, yeah, Legacy. I was playing the Legacy seed. Like uh, Alfred was playing Modern, and Mingo was playing Vintage. And yeah, I mean, it was like just such a crazy game. Like she, she just led with Initiative after mulligan to four, and you know, I just couldn't ever steal it. And at some point, I had like this like. Force of Negation times two, Mental Misstep twice, and I just lost to like a 3-3 or something. I also made some mistakes. Like I, I, I didn't play very well around the Touch of the Spirit Realm because I wanted to play like a Supreme Verdict or whatever. I don't exactly remember the details. I could have played better, but also like, you know, like she just had these, these like two threats and I just died to the two threes and three threes. Like I didn't even die to the initiative card that much. I just most like died to creatures. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like it's inevitable. If you're putting mulligans to four, you're just going to make a mistake because your brain is already like, all right, I win. Let's go to the next game. I mean, not a legacy. Like I mean, this, this, this Sunday on, on the showcase, I got mulligan, my opponent goes to mulligan to five, turn one kill me with, uh, you know, with oops uh, all spells. Like, like in Legacy, whenever they mulligan more than six, I'm like, ooh, I'm a die turn one. I'm always like, <laughs> you know, they're going to mulligan to th four into land, ritual, and tomb reanimate. Like, yeah. whenever they mulligan, yeah, like, I have lost too many times to mulligan to four to five in Legacy, so whenever yeah, they mulligan Yeah, but she had, uh, five, she yeah. had a, a medium star, right? Like, land go, land chalice, Yeah, land yeah, yeah. They, she didn't have, like, this, like, this great star or anything. It's just like, yeah, yeah, just lost. But when, when, whenever mulligan, I was like, oh, you know, like... <laughs> In the meanwhile, I was uh, playing uh, uh, Vintage, uh, and I also lost, so we, we, we got our first round loss where Alfred won and me and you lost, yeah, which is very fun. funny, and then we managed to uh, come back from there, went 5-1, uh, to pay that, went to have a great dinner, as we're going to proceed to have for the whole weekend, um, and then on uh, uh, Saturday, uh, what was it, I played Legacy, you played Modern, but actually, it took, you know... What, uh, what, would you, what would you say? Did it take more for you to build the deck or to play the deck? No, you, build the deck took way longer. Like, I, okay, I was like, very tired. I just got there round one. I'm on the very last table of the tournament. And my opponent goes like, you know, land, I don't remember the cards. Like, like the combo deck, like Ornithopter, Gleeful Demolition, whatever, the Surge Goblin and kill me. Like I have, I have like this Rhinos deck and I just died before I can even play Cascade. Like I just got smashed. Modern. So, modern. so he was he was playing eight eight uh, eight Kuldota in modern. Yeah, exactly. Eight Kuldota, eight Bushwak as well. So yeah. I I died there. It was like I was also barely above the rounds. It was ten rounds. So yeah, it was, it was like nine zero ten max. Like I lost to like I don't know. I played three games in like ten minutes. It was like super fast. So it was like you know, it's gonna be ten rounds. I kind of want to play the legacy tomorrow. Like nothing tired. Let's just take the free day. Like what we'll has the mob yeah. showcase in the, the afternoon, which I also f I think it was more than two. Yeah, I think I also failed to win a game in the mocks. Yeah, I think it won two to three or one four combined with rhinos or whatever. It was not a glorious day of magic, but I just decided to walk around Italy like it was Bologna against the. I just took a free day. Like, I was like, yeah, mango, you know, I'm gonna drop and just like 
half a foot, like, you know, walk around here. You returned, and then we went to dinner. It was another, yeah. you know, it was a, nice it was a good day. I took, you know, day. I took a bath in the swimming pool, mango style. You know, I just, you know, I just didn't feel like... Like, also playing three tournaments in a row. Mango also mentioned this. Like, you play, like, ten, like a tournament on Friday, ten rounds on Saturday, ten rounds on Sunday. Like, it can be, like, very tiring. So I just decided oh, yeah. to just, you know, take it easy and and take a free day. And, yeah, I mean... And then Sunday Legacy, which was really fun. I was like, I played a lot of fun games. Sunday, I didn't really up it, but Sunday went well. Sunday went yeah. well. You were very deep in the tournament, right? What was you? What were you? Seven one? Yeah, I think lost? I went seven one and then lost to the Storm. Whom? No, maybe six one. No, won me. Whatever. Did, I think did, seven. Did, did you lose the the, the winning? In? It was. I, I I think I could have run. Yeah. Think yeah, I think oh, I think you went six one, six two, seven two. You think you went? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah, I was six two, and you uh, told me to to ID into into top thirty two, which, yeah, which was which cool. I didn't. Yeah, but yeah, I got one very fun, extremely fun game. I was a game. I was playing like just get control with the dog. <laughs> the, yeah, the dog. The, for those of you who don't know, of... Comet. Comet. Uh, wait, what's the name? Comet Stellar Pop. Comet Terra Pop, it's legal in paper, of course, but it's not a Magic Online yet. And it's yeah. the, the, the Planeswalker Boris that you roll the dice. So there was this game where I had to have, like, against Johnny and Phil of the Dead, where I, I needed, like, I had Teferi, Narset, the dog, and the, the Wandering Emperor for, like, four turns to be able to win the game. Like, it required the four Planeswalkers to be a max work every turn, like... <laughs> I, I have never won that game with two emperors. I can tell you that. Like, I just had like all the t all the walkers like infinite loyalty uh, against all the zombies every turn coming. You know, more zombies for me. That was that was. A, I had a lot of fun and I didn't top eight, but it was very fun. And these tournaments are just always great to play. So yeah, it was a good experience. I I'm glad Mengu. I want to say kind of tricked me into going there. Talked me. <laughs> like in the PT, he was like, "Yeah, you know, Javier, you qualified, so let's go for season." I'm like, sure, it's always fun. It didn't took yeah, him. I, it didn't take I, him too much. I <laughs> kindly approached Javier uh, after he top eighted, and then after he lost in the top eight, and just basically, you know, uh, talked to <laughs> talk to him into booking the flight to Bologna. Was, that was <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Talked me into. Yeah, it was not very hard because I. I it's a third or fourth time I think I go to the tournament, and it's I always have a good time. Like even if I don't, I don't do well or whatever. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that that was a good experience. Also, you know, Next I got time. to practice on my Italian. Like every time I got there, I practice a lot of Italian. So that's also good. Yeah, well, same for me. I practiced a lot of Spanish because like everyone was uh, speaking Spanish basically. Because Calc um, has a Dominican origin, so he knows Spanish, right? Like, would you say that Calc can have a a, a good discussion in Spanish? Absolutely. Like, I think Calc okay. Spanish is like uh, like our English or so, I will say. Probably. I, I feel like you, oh, you, yeah. you guys were talking to him in Spanish and he would respond in English, which was funny to me. But that's how the conversation happened often with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 he understands everything. Like, it's very rare that he goes like, oh, what does it mean? Like, he, he's very used to hear the Spanish. I mean, he... I think he's, it's his mother tongue, like with his mom or whatever. Yeah, so, so probably, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad you learned a lot of new uh, new words you can use in Barcelona. I mean, I hope I'm sure they're all that polite. Least, uh, what's that? I'm sure they're all polite words. You know, mm, I'm sure you I only know. learn good and wholesome things. 
Okay, okay. I mean, I compared to the a lot of food, yeah, a lot of exactly. food words. Compared to the Italian yeah. words they te they teach me, I will say we taught Mango like a, a remarkable amount of non-swearing words. So I know prefer. how to say simian in Spanish now, Anthony. Simian? Say what? Like the simian spirit guide. Simian, like a monkey. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know? Uh. Hmm. It's uh, is it the mono. same? Huh? It's mono. It's mono. mono. Like monoco like monocolor. Which is oh, yeah, mono. That means, Wait, so that means monkey. Do you guys, do, do Spanish speakers like inherently see these as like playing like monkey white aggro or whatever? Yeah. Monkey, monkey red? Yeah, exactly. Like mono green devotion. Yeah, it's monkey green devotion. A mono red, oh, wow. mono red aggro. It's mo yeah, that, that was when when they told me that I was like, wait, that's not, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually possible. Yeah, like, they, they were saying like el mono, el mono. Because Isn't it because, the same uh, as like how mori uh, is like forest in Japanese and death in Italian? It's kind of funny, though, the kind of thing. Uh, mori, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Also, <laughs> another fun one is die, because like in English means like you're dead or like you want like you you. I want you to die in Italian. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Hurry, hurry up or like cheer. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I actually remember seeing this because I saw like, I saw a bunch of Italians watching another Italian play and they were like, die, die, die. I'm like, guys, die, like, die, die. calm down. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> I say yeah, that. Turns out it meant something quite different. <laughs> mango says it a lot. Yeah, I hear. Mm. Uh, whenever Mango says like, die, die, I'm always like, chuckle. Die, 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 die. <laughs> Uh, no, the because uh, uh, Danke was playing the the five seven for five uh, in mono green. Oh, uh, mo okay, that's uh, uh, mythic yeah, yeah. rare from Dominaria. I don't know yeah. the name. And he was called because the name was very hard. He was nicknamed El Mono. El Mono, like the, the proxy. The <laughs> yeah, that proxy. Isn't just it like silverback, mono. whatever. Silverback, yeah, yeah, yeah silverback, silver, 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 like very very yeah. hard. Silverback something. Yeah, because they were meta gaming against Keruga. Uh, classic, right? It's, it's just fine, I guess. And he was very good against Keruga, of course. Yeah, I also yeah, lost yeah. to it with Ragdos. Like the card was actually decent. Be because that card dodges Elishmon, right? Because yeah, it, it dodges it everything. Cast. It dodges yeah. the the, the paddle push also. It, yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea. At least like worth trying. And also Tadu Award. You know now you know how to spot if you ever mono. being attacked by a monkey in Spain. You can just like yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, overall, uh, I hope that these uh, troubles can 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 leave something uh, which is the, the the learning of the spanish language which is not easy to learn a new language at uh, i don't know 30 years uh, of age without moving but i'm trying i'm trying my best no i mean i saw you come also mango tried like he kind of communicated with my parents in sort of like broken spanish or whatever so it was good like of course uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's been yeah, yeah pioneer you know i I want to say like it was a great week, just playing a lot of magic, being with friends. I, I as Mengu, hope this can you know keep happening in our lives because it really makes me happy, on that regard. You know. Yeah, honestly, when I saw Calc, Calc top sixteening or whatever, I was so happy because that means I, I got to see him again for another week in in Barcelona, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> and maybe Lil as well if he wants to come for the original championship. Also, it just feels right. Well. I don't know. Chris, Christian Calcano on the Pro Tour is just like. I don't know. It's an institution, you know. Just seems, just seems yeah. correct. So that's it, it's good. <laughs> very, very happy. Like it, I, I was telling Javier and the rest of the teammates how great of a teammate is Kalk because he basically just always played the side of the deck you want to try against, um, and gives its hardest. Like he plays 
so well. Like, I remember uh, Raptors versus Mono White, we had, like, a 50-50 session, like, a long 50-50 session against Mono White, which you know, shouldn't happen, uh, but he was playing so, so well, and the same with Lotus, you know, and, and, and much more, so, like... Yeah, it's like he's always ready. Like you were like, you know, Kalka, I want to play against creativity, and he's like, sure. You know, he might take some time, one game or two, to figure out things, but he's very good with all the decks. I mean, he's a limited expert, so you know. Uh, he's a classic grinder. Yeah, those players tend to know a lot of decks. Also, he's been playing for a lot of time, so a long time, so he knows like the macro archetypes. But yeah, he's very valuable, certainly in the as a as a teammate. I mean, it was quite a week. By the way, uh, what about this weekend? I mean, I know you want to talk about modern, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. modern. Uh, modern. <laughs> I'm happy to skip it, you know. Yeah, I know you. I, we know you it. are, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm streaming. I'm streaming modern a lot these days. There's this blue white control that Waffle Tapa won the challenge with. That was very cool. But outside of the, it's just blue white control, Waffle Tapa, you know the usuals. Um, no new cards whatsoever, I assume. No, he was playing like a lot of dress down and Alwood Moon, like like. Four and four in the seventy-five. Basically, twice. Sure, yeah. You know, there's like the new. Yeah, just twice. like yeah. trip in with the cards is better than than playing Choice of the Void and not drawing a card. Basically, that is, is, I think maybe Fountain as is good. I mean, Halloween them around a card is. Halloween Fountain is definitely good. You need. Yeah, it. I mean, I <laughs> can't play why they make it. why they make the cards like so similar in names? I mean, Halloween. Ah. It's it's a word. I know they're kind of running. They're running out. They're running out of words. There's so much. There's like more cards than words at this point. Okay, that's true. I will concede that. Uh, Maybe it's lucky that you know this. This way, you know, if if Mango had qualified for the Pro Tour, he'd have to like hide so many things about modern. You know, he wouldn't be able to fully just stream modern every day or whatever. But you know, now you're totally free of that burden. So, you know, there's some well, sides. Yeah, yeah, but I would say that my content overall would have um, gotten better, maybe, for me, just focusing on modern. But it's okay, you know, I'll be very happy. I'll play the... I'll come in out for a week to hang around with Kalk and Zenny and Pivo in the in the house we booked. That has a swimming pool, by the way, of course. <laughs> Actually, of course. we haven't mentioned this yet, but Javier, you... Uh, how was it? Like, one of the reasons why I wanted to come... Is that because of the swimming pool? But the swimming pool was not available, unfortunately. Yeah, like there's like some kind of dry a drought in Spain. A drought. Yeah, the drought. So, so we couldn't feel the swimming a dry pool. Dry issue, so it's good and, for and everyone to not feel the pools or whatever. So yeah, yeah but I was sad. I was sad, but it wasn't. It wasn't that hot after all. No, it was not that hot, and you know, like mm. yeah, at least uh, yeah, last we last time we, we came, we magic in exchange. Yeah, know? last time we came. Uh, with Anthony and Zen, it was during July for the Hogak PT. That was, that was very hot. <laughs> yeah, it will be hot. I mean, it will be hot also this year for the PT in Barcelona. So, I mean, I will make a small... Maybe it will be in the podcast, actually. Like, I'm going to make a small, like, tips or whatever for the PT Barcelona, but definitely it's going to be hot, so you don't have to bring a sweater because it's going to be, like, oh. real hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. I want to go to the beach every day kind of hot. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely come play the PTQs on uh, Friday and Saturday. So there, I, I need to follow the uh, limited of Lords of the Ring. Which, by the way, the prelude is this weekend. What? Mm -hmm. It is. Yes, yes. the prelude, the paper prelude is this weekend. So early, it's like wow. And I guess oh. on Magical Line and Arena is in next week. That's, mm, that's yeah. I, I kind of thought it was next week. Nope, this week. For some reason, okay. I mean. You can already open the one-on-one -on -one ring. I am not, weekend. but 
you know, someone mm. has to open one. I mean, I will not mind opening one of the small rings, like small unique rings or whatever, like the number one ring of whatever type of ring. That one's already open, right? Well, whatever, number two. Uh, some rings. Yeah. Well, any <laughs> of the serialized ones are worth quite a bit. Like, even the non-facing numbers are worth, like, a nice amount, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's something. Then again, not the US fan of... The biggest fan of that, but, you know, I'm very big fan of new cards. So it's also going to, going to be in Arena, right? Like we're gonna be able yes. to draft it in arena. Okay, that's yes, that's great. So I guess I will start drafting. I thought I had yes. like more time before that, but all right. No, why? Did... No, I mean, we that, don't. And this means the PT season starts. You know, that's uh, yes, that's good actually. We have a meeting about it tomorrow. You know that, oh, right? True. Yeah, yeah. Now I do. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. Okay, I'm just so, checking. I mean, um, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's something going this week. This weekend, uh, Mingo's going to the 500 player tournament, which I will not attend, but I I think I will. I I, I think day, next year I'm going to try to make it so I can attend to one. Oh, okay. So you games. mean next year? Like, you don't mean this one? No, I, th- I, was... I mean like maybe in, in 2024 I can. Oh, okay, okay. It. I thought I thought you said that now you were considering going with Mango to the one this weekend, and I was gonna punch no, my screen. I was gonna no. be sorry. Okay. No, I mean, uh, knowing okay. <laughs> this weekend's pre-release, it would be a good weekend to go, but no, of course. I, I'm just saying, like, I want to leave that experience once because Mango always presses out a lot, and I think it will be, you know, maybe fun. Yeah, this one this one will be the, the first time they have two days. So, um, yeah. yeah, they will expect, uh, yeah, just a lot of people. You've said 500 in Milan. Last time was 600 and huh. something. And th- this time they invited Gavin, Gavin Vary. Um He's actually a very big magic personality uh, to the event. Um, I'm also going to go on Friday. I have the Popper Invitational. Uh, and then on Saturday, there is this uh, two days main event, Popper, of course. So nice. it's going to be another weekend of traveling. My uh, sixth one in a row, I believe. But yeah. after yeah, that, is there coverage, by the way? I think I asked you already, but there's no coverage, right? There, there was, yeah, in Milan, there was. It was in Italian, but there was. I mean, me, me and Anthony, we kind of know Italian, so... Okay, yeah, he, I'm he, sure he, I only know the cuss words probably, which they probably... Oh, but I mean, that, that's good enough, you know? I mean... That's fair. Like, I, yeah. I never taught, I never taught anyone any curse words. No, never. That's why we know them, yeah. No, but yeah, no, let, let us mean. know. Let us know for, I mean, if you get there close to be on the coverage tables, just let us know, because I would like to, you know, watch you not getting an intentional draw. In popper. Oh, by the way, I I was on coverage last weekend in in Athens, the first round. Well, I didn't huh. see it. It was too too early, too early for me to wake up on a weekend, as you can probably yeah. like imagine. It was one of the very few rounds I won too, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but is anyway. there anything else we should be talking about? Um, I mean, do we have well, any new? Papers? We might talk about we might talk about the new cards, but maybe we we'll just leave it for the next episode. Yeah, do we do we have any new patrons? Shout out! Oh, yeah, you're do. right. Yes, we have a patron. Name is No, and yeah, thank you so oh. much, No, for for that. Thank you very and, much. Uh, again, if you part of the uh, patron group, we have a a Discord where I don't know. I post a bunch of st- stuff. I post the deck list. I uh, registered for the RC, I guess, and I'll be po- I'll be po- I'll be keeping update with the popper one if you want to and. I mean, actually, I, think cool. about I think it's actually cool. We have a channel for... So yeah, I think it's cool if you tell us how you're going in the tournament. Yeah, keep updated in the popper in the popper Discord for sure. And yeah. 
Yeah, I guess we can use it that way. Maybe we 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 haven't been doing it, but we can use it as a uh, updated things. Because I believe uh, some people tagged us, uh, tagged me at least, uh, wishing good luck for this week in RC, and yeah. that's cool. Absolutely. Well, that it's just makes me feel terrible. Challenge. I didn't do that. Oh well, I don't remember. I mean, no, this it's, it's okay. You were in the yeah, you were in the Carnies uh, Discord. It's also, cool. also, no one expects you to do that, Anthony. Ah, oh, that's true. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's a matter of expectations. All right, so next week we're gonna see the new cars, right? Like, let's see how we feel about those cars. Some of them are pretty cool. Uh, I haven't extensively looked at the spoiler, but I've seen some cars that I feel like quite unique, and I think it's good. Like cars that are not exactly the same type of car that we're designing. Yeah, they're weird. So, yeah, I, mean, like, I, I kind of love it. Things, but yeah, I love it too. I mean, also since it's a non-standard set, they can be like more flexible because breaking mm -hmm. that format that's older is way harder like some cars you know might be like not too good but like too oppressive in some sense and standard or whatever but like for modern or legacy even you know, all the formats it's uh it's way harder so they can just try new things i think that's good it's also a way they can experiment and i think they're, they're using it to experiment which is then again, yeah definitely cool. all right uh maybe we warp it up guys yeah let's wrap it up Thank mm -hmm. you, everybody, for listening. Until here, I'll, uh, we will see you next week with the Carnies. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>